Happy Sabbath. It seems like we're going to be able to make it. What I mean by that is we are in a series on the Beatitudes, and we have three more weeks here in this church in our Grand Terrace location. Okay? So, I know, we're moving. We're going to be able to finish it in two weeks, and our last Sabbath will be the 18th here, 18th of August. Um, today is the last potluck, but it does not mean that we're going to let you go home hungry. I'm sorry, that's not good. There is one more lunch on the 11th for Pastor John Hamilton's farewell. They told him. Yeah, um, that was, the invitation was not for everyone in the end. Could you help? Okay. One of our pastors um, is leaving. I will introduce him. He's somebody that I am very, very close to, and he's leaving. He's going to Andrews for um, studying. So that that will be his last Sabbath on the eleventh. Um, we, the potluck is the last day, but we will continue to feed you the last two weeks. We don't know how, but we're going to talk about it today in our Mother's meeting. So don't worry. Right? Um, exciting time for our church. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this. Just wonderful people here. The weather outside is so hot. Uh, it's unpleasant, but we're here um, just with very pleasant people uh, in your house, Lord. Now, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. We are at the sixth key to the path to new life. The whole series was about taking this path to new life. If you're converted into Christ, following Christ, then we take this new new path, okay? And then this starts this new life in us. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the sixth key. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. This is an interesting one. Is there anyone here when you heard the pure in heart, you're like, oh, that's me? Anyone? This one seems impossible. I feel like I feel like I can empty myself. Okay? Uh, I need to mourn over my sins. Yes, I have to work on myself to be teachable by God, and I definitely have to have hunger for Jesus. Okay? So I agree with all of those. Okay? I want that. But I have to have a pure heart. I have to have a pure heart. Man, that seems impossible. You know, God can care less about our achievements or your acquisitions. God is not interested in how, how educated we are and how wealthy we are. God does not care how popular or famous you are. 
what God cares about is not your image, but your health and your heart and what's inside you. What's inside you? The real you. God looks at your heart. Prophet Samuel asked Jesse to line up all his sons. Okay? You're supposed to pick one of them and ordain one of the sons to be a prophet. So they all lined up. Okay? And the first one had a MD, PhD, DDS, MBA, MA, MS, MSG, whatever. <laughs> whatever the letters can be get. Okay? The second son looked like Captain America. Yeah. What's his name again? Chris something? Yeah. The third one made a lot of money in the stock market. He was set for life financially. The fourth one just signed, just signed with the Lakers. He's been always so athletic. His name is LeBron. Anyways. The fifth one is going to Juilliard with a full scholarship. He's been always incredibly musically talented. However, God did not want any of these wonderful sons any Korean parents, any Korean mom would have drooled all over these sons, like, I want them to be my son. You know what I mean? But no, God did not care. Because the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. To God, only heart matters. So what does it mean to be pure in heart? All the men here can know about in the church. Rest assured, Jesus didn't say pure in mind. Man, if Jesus said, blessed are those who are pure in mind, all men will be guilty. All men guilty. No man have pure heart. I mean, pure mind. <laughs> we all have bad thoughts. This is why we have men about confidence. So let me clarify one thing as we begin. Uh, purity in heart does not mean sinlessness. Okay? It doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Let's be just clear about this. We're not talking about being flawless or being perfect. What we're talking about today has to do with God cares about heart. Your heart. Jesus said, pure in heart. In order for us to understand this, we must see the blessing which comes with it. 
Okay, Jesus said, Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they will what? See God. So something about seeing God is related to having a pure heart. For they will see God. What does that mean? A few years ago, I went shopping at Costco. The one right here in San Bernardino. And for any pastors in Loma Linda area, Costco is not a very friendly place. Okay? Because, especially for a Korean church pastor, when you go there, you know, you might not know them, but they know you kind of thing. And every time you see any Asian old people, like harmonies and harabodies, like old people, I always like, <laughs> just in case, I'm like pulling my car and like, you know, like, you know, I don't want them to think I'm rude or, you know, or we're not educated well or anything, so I have to bow and stuff like that. So, you're careful with what you buy. And then, one day, one day, I was walking around in, in Costco and I saw a really, really buff guy. You know, you, I know, anytime you see somebody really dead, muscular and buff, you... It's very intriguing. You kind of like, like, wow. So this guy was in the food aisle area, so I'm like following him around from far away. Like, I mean, everyone knows this. I mean, right? If you 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 see what he's buying, and if you buy what he's buying, and you eat what he's eating, then obviously you're gonna be really buff too. So I'm following this guy, and I'm getting closer and closer. And as I get closer, I can see the, the, the tone, the muscles, you know, the, his biceps are like huge, and his shoulders look like they're watermelons. <laughs> they're like, they're like lines, I don't know, where the lines are from? Anyway, wow! And as I got, I wanted to get closer and closer because I really wanted to see like what he really looked like. He, he was wearing this tank top thing, like, man! Right? His his heart. Kind of creepy, right? Not all and as I got closer, I could see the definition of muscles better. And then all of a sudden, I realized, hey, I know this guy. There's a fireman from my church. <laughs> He's not here today. Where is he? Man, there's Mr. Byron Hazley. You know, when I got really close, I could see him. From afar, just a guy with the good muscles, and you know, I couldn't really tell who that was, but when I got close to him, when I got up close to him, I could see his face. I could see him. Only when I got close enough to him, I could really see him. No more in the church. I think the pure in heart means the desire to be close to God. Pure in heart means you have the desire to be near.
the desire to be up close to God. And there's certain cleanness to this, which means there is unity and there is single desire, okay? Desire to be uh, close to one thing, okay? Not many things, but just one thing. Pure in heart means I desire one thing, which is to be nearer and nearer, close to his heart. The heart is not divided, it's focused on God. This means the pure in heart are the ones who desire to be near to God, close to God, and only It means they're the ones who will get up close and personal with God. Forsaking all others, they desire to be close to God. Pure in heart. There was a man who really wanted to, wanted to do this in, in the Old Testament. You know who that was? Who was it? Who wanted to see God in the Old Testament? Moses. Remember that? Moses was so close to God that he really wanted to see God. God, there is one thing I ask. There is only one thing I desire. That is, I want to see you. I want to get close to you. And God said, if you don't see my face, you're going to die. No sinner will see me and see my glory and live. So God says, I want you to come to this one spot, okay? I want you to come and stand on the rock, and there will be a cleft of the rock, okay? And I want to stand on it and be inside the cleft of the rock. And nobody in the church, you know this. When the Bible says, the rock, what does it represent? Jesus. God was trying to teach a very, very important message, very important lesson, not just to Moses, but to all of us, through Moses, that anyone who wants to get close to God, you have to stand on the rock and be in the cleft of the rock, meaning you have to be surrounded by Jesus and stand on Jesus. To see God, to get close to God. There was another person who wanted to get close to God in the Old Testament. Who was it? If you're a Loma student, you know this because you see this every day at school. There was a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. I don't even want to get into the detail of what this woman had to bear for 12 years. Any woman would have the deepest compassion for this woman in the Bible, right? I can't even imagine what it would be like. I mean, I live with three women. Um, no, it's, it's hard enough. You know, every month, every month, for several days, it's tough for me. Anyway, for, for 12 years, constantly 
The only hope she had <coughs> to be healed or to be normal again was Jesus. But she didn't have the courage to go, go, go ask Jesus for healing. So secretly, she was like in the crowd when Jesus was surrounded by a lot of people. And secretly, she kind of like stand there on her hand and she and touched the, the, the hem of her, his garment, his hem of Jesus' garment. And at that moment, she was healed. She had a desire to get close to Jesus. And she was purified. She was cleansed. You know what happens when we get close to God? You know what happens? I know I shared this story before, but, but there's nothing that illustrates better than this story. So I'm going to tell you. If I told you again, then enjoy it again. Okay? It's not a good story, but just like that. Um, for those of you who do not know, uh, my wife is taller than me. Okay? But here's really interesting. When we just see Amy, so you can't really tell. But when you get up close and personal with her, and I do that all the time, man, she's tall, you know what I mean? When you're far away, you can't really tell, but as you get closer, you're like, you know, it makes me look really short, but I'm not, I'm like six foot tall. <laughs> My wife is seven foot. And <laughs> Uh, you can't really tell from far, far away, but when you get close, you're like, hi, honey. Like last night, one of our bulbs was not working, so I was like, I couldn't, honey, can you, can you? <laughs> anyway, um, when, you, when you get really close, you realize how short I am compared to When we get close to God, we realize how dirty we are because we are sinners. And that's why God said, you can't even come here because when you see my glory, you will die. But only through Jesus, you can get close to God. And when we, through Jesus, get close to Jesus and God, what happens is, I see real me. The wretched, simple, impure me. You know, when you're far away from God, you're fine. I'm living my life, I'm enjoying my life, my life is being fine. Not realizing how unclean we are, how dirty we are, how impure we are. See? It's when we get close to God. But something really interesting is actually this. When we get close to God, what happens is there's something that power of Jesus that He does something. And that is, when we get close, we realize how dirty we are. But the power of Jesus 
You say all kinds of things because you want him to like you or you want him to think highly of you. People with integrity are also honest. They don't cheat. They don't care what everyone else is doing. They don't do things to make themselves look better for, for others to notice. They're great stewards. They don't cheat God. They remain faithful. Pure in heart, have authentic, real, and honest relationship with God. Because they are close to heart. Check this out. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2 kind of sums it up what I'm trying to say here this morning. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. I'm gonna read it in message Bible. Um, it's just so raw and like so easy to understand as a my kind of message. But I have it right here for you. Um, can you show the slide, please? We refuse to wear masks, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 2, and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. We don't twist God's word to suit ourselves. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open. The whole truth, say out in the open, the whole truth of this play, so that those who want, those who want, those who want to, can see and judge for themselves in the presence of God. Lord of the Church, how, how can we be authentic and live with integrity? How can we have purity in heart? The Bible tells us today, look to God, get close to God, get near Jesus. Get up, get up close and personal with God, nearer and still nearer to His heart. That is the only way. The desire of getting close to God, you know, it doesn't do this. You know, it's interesting because all of us, as Seventh-day Adventists, we have spent so many hours studying the sanctuary message, right? The doctrine of sanctuary. Do you know the whole purpose? The, the, the purpose for sanctuary. What is it? What is it? There's only one purpose. For the whole doctrine of sin, there's only one reason. You know what it is? The single most important purpose for sanctuary is to cleanse the sins. Meaning, the purpose of sanctuary is purification. You see, the, the work of sanctuary is purification. The ministry of Jesus, the reason why Jesus is to purify us. That's why we don't need a sanctuary anymore because Jesus is the center of the sanctuary. And his ministry is to purify us. Pure heart doesn't mean we purify ourselves on our own. We can't clean our sins on our own. Jesus cleanses us. So, Loma in the church, 
We're not the pure in heart. That's impossible. You know what we are? We are the purified in heart because we are close to Jesus. Just like Moses, just like the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And because we desire to be close, we will see God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father,